This is the Architecture Corner podcast. The purpose with Architecture Corner is to have a place to discuss subjects in the intersection between business and IT. Today, IT is relevant in most cases when you want to do changes to the business. The opposite is even more true. You need business involvement when doing changes to IT in order to succeed. The host, as always, is Casimir Artman. Welcome to Architecture Corner and episode 18. Today's guest is Joachim Limbom and we will talk about loyalty programs. Hello Joachim. Hello. So how are you today? I'm fine, I'm thinking just the f- first days after vacation, so I'm very fine I would say. Yeah. So do you have any loyalty cards in your wallet like this one? Uh, I think the answer is yes, uh, uh, one or two of those. Uh, I could have had something like uh, 40 or 50, which would be totally ridiculous. And I think that this is actually the first problem when it comes to loyalty cards. Uh, so many companies want me to be loyal to them. Uh, and their, their mechanism today is to put a card in my wallet. And really, that, that's not a scalable solution. I, my wallet isn't big enough to, to hold all these cards. Uh, is the problem that you shop in different places and have a lot of loyalty cards, or is it that you don't want to use them at all. <laughs> I think actually the, for myself it's the, the basic problem is that I'm not loyal. <laughs> I, I simply don't go to one single brand or one single store so, so I follow around and uh, by some reason I follow for their, their, uh, their approach of giving me some kind of rebate and then suddenly I have a card in my wallet but, but uh, really I, I don't go to one single brand or, or something like that so that, that's the first problem of course. I'm, I'm, I'm not loyal enough. Uh, but do you see any benefits with loyalty programs that you get or other people could get? Uh, of course, there, there is some kind of rebating scheme that you, you get some kind of um, reduction in price for, uh, for some kind of products or services. And uh, of course, as a consumer, can I get something uh, where everything is equal besides the price? The price is lower. Um, that's an advantage, of course, um, if I already decided to, get to go for that product or, or service. Uh, of course, the disadvantage is that uh, these companies want to push, they want to push more uh, services and products uh, t- to my or myself or, or other people. And uh, I think uh, the, the upsell approach or the, the what I'm trying to do, of course, is to, to increase sales and not always something that, that you perhaps were, were planning for, for buying. And th- that's the, the downside. Mm-hmm. Do you see any differences between different loyalty programs and so on? Uh, this card, for example, I put in money on it also, and then I got 20% rebate on the coffee. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and th- that is, of course, an, an, uh, from the, the vendor side or the sales side, that's something when you actually deposit money, then you are buying into them. They are buying your loyalty. You don't put, want to lose your money, uh, even if it's only a couple of hundred kronos. I mean, still, you want to get that money. So you will come back to that specific card, which I also have in my, my wallet. Or actually, I have it. And I would say that they are quite good in one sense, in that they have actually abandoned the card and uh, they have gone for, an, for an, an app in the phone so that I can pay with the phone instead. Uh, and beyond that, it's the same. So I think that th- th- this is an example where I think the loyalty programs are going, that the, the card as a physical thing you put in the wallet is going away. Uh, we, we will not have the, the actual card anymore. Uh, so it's just throwing it away? Yeah, absolutely. It's gone. And uh, there, there 
even better examples, I would say, um, almost 10 years ago in Sweden, we, we have this uh, uh, petrol uh, chain selling petrols to cars, which actually uh, started out with a loyalty program without the card, and they said, okay, come with whichever, whichever card, you can take your credit card, you can take your, your library card, doesn't matter, as long as it's a card with a unique ID, we will identify you, we, we will recognize you. And I think this, this company did something very unique at that time, and we are seeing this kind of approach in more and more uh, places that, okay, as long as you can identify yourself, then we are happy. And that is exactly what I would say would be the, from a card point of view, or identity point of view, that would be the solution. Talking about loyalty programs, talking about uh, websites, talking about whatever, the only thing I need is to be able to prove that I am myself and nobody else. I don't need 100 different identities. I don't need 100 different cards uh, issued by whoever and whatever. Mm. But rather, the only thing I need is something identifying that I am myself and nobody else. Yeah. End of story. And if you look at from uh, the business perspective, the vendor who sells stuff to you, then it's about knowing your customer. And yeah. That is very, very popular. Of course, but, but, but from that point of view, they don't need a special identity of myself. They, they just need to know who I am. And if they're using my social security number, my passport number, or whichever number, it actually doesn't matter mm. as long as it's a unique identifier. Yeah. Is this also loyalty programs an example of something you tie on old IT systems? I know that some flight miles are built in that way because you couldn't know who was flying. Now, uh, of, of course, that is, that's one part of the puzzle, I would say, that, that uh, since you have systems with which are demanding a, a, uh, a specific identifier, uh, of course, you, you could build a layer where you, where you switch out, you, you get the passport number, for instance, and you translate it into the mileage number. You could do that. If the vendors don't think about this, I mean, and I think this is one part of the problem, is that, that many vendors really don't understand or see it from a consumer point of view. They don't see the, the wallet, which is uh, five centimeters thick. Uh, they just want to put their card in their world is their card and that's not a problem but, but as long as you take the approach and looking from the the consumer point of view it becomes a problem yeah so if you're not loyal then you get problem if i yeah. only go to one store and one airline and one coffee shop yeah then it's i have a rather thin wallet o of course you would do but but who would do that who would be stupid enough to do that i mean buying into an, an some kind of, of voluntary monopoly situation uh, that would be kind of stupid i would say yeah. And uh, what about, uh, we talk about security in previous episodes mm -hmm. and uh, that you and I talked about Target and they sell your customer information. Yeah. Uh, the credit card companies has a lot of information, the banks if they act on behalf of credit card companies. But what about those chains? Mm -hmm. Is there another disadvantage from a security perspective with the, these loyalty pr programs? I don't really see that. I mean, uh, as long as they can identify you as a person, it doesn't really matter wh whether they are using the, the loyalty card number or something else to identify you with. I mean, they can still sell your information. So th that aspect uh, is really not a problem. Of course, th there is, uh, if you combine customer stocks to two different uh, companies, and if, if they have an equal way of identifying, the, the, the combination is simpler and easier, but it's not impossible in any way to do it mm. without it. So, so uh, in a practical view, I don't think there is a difference, actually. Yeah. And do you think it's those information that the company store in the loyalty programs, do they have 
enough security to protect. No, protect no, 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 uh, uh, absolutely not. And, and we've seen so many examples where, where it's leaking and so on. So it's both the information, the, the, the depth and the breadth of the information, but also the time, how long time they are, they are storing it. Uh, and so, and, and of course, from, from a selling point of view, you would like to know as much as possible. You would like to look at trends and you would like to look, look at other things. But I, I could say, I mean, it, it's kind of funny. Uh, where I live in, in, in Helsingborg in, in most of the year, but uh, I normally spend a couple of months in the summer in, in the summer house. And it's very typical that they, we have the same store, the same even part of the store in very close to where I live here and very close to the, the summer house. And Whatever happens is that when I come to the summer house, I always get, get uh, different kinds of, of offers from the old ones. And they take so long time, they don't understand. Even though I've spent the last 10 years in, in, in the summer house, they don't detect that pattern that I should send uh, offers that, that uh, are close to where I am. So I'm always out of sync. I always get offers from where mm. I'm not. And that, that's uh, something which, of course, from a consumer point of view, is, is irritating. That, that could be a, a disadvantage of loyalty programs when they are not intelligent enough. Yeah, so the, they collect a lot of information, but they can't use it in a good manner that is beneficial for you and neither them. Exactly. And, and in this case, actually, it, it's a dis disadvantage for them because I, as, as a consumer, actually, I've noticed this not, not once, but many times that, okay, I'm, this is just plain stupid. They ha have a lot of information which are simply are not intelligent enough to use. Mm -hmm. So what is the recommendation for the chains to handle the lo like programs from your side? From my side, I would say that it, it, they are always threading on a very thin line uh, where they are up to one point, they are following, they are supportive, they, they are giving you an advantage. But once you cross that very thin line, you become quite scary. And we talked about that before. Uh, it might be me, myself being a bit sensitive, but, but I think there is, uh, there is something where you, if you cross the line, you suddenly become hostile. It's something you don't want to deal with. Uh, and of course, that, that could could be one of the reasons why this chain is is hesitant of using information. Uh, but I, I don't. In this case, I don't think so. I think it's simply that they don't have good enough systems. But but um, there is something you really need to be careful with, that, where, where you don't go across that that, that definite thin line. Mm -hmm. And then it's about to get rid of the physical cards, I guess. The physical cards, actually. Uh, I mean, and and we have technology in place since many many years. Uh, the, the way right now would be to, to couple it with NFC, of course, uh, in your phone or in, in your wristwatch or which in your body, uh, we are at that point right now. It uh, doesn't really matter, but I think using NFC within a unique identifier uh, is absolute enough today. Uh, then, of course, we, we can talk about the security aspects of that, uh, if it's good enough, but I think the, the approach uh, right now would be to go that route. And then we need to see how would you store the identities, how would you make sure that the unique identifier view is not copyable, so to say, and, and, uh, and not spoofable. I think that the benefits are worth the downsides for loyalty programs right now. Should they address that part also so uh, you have more use of it as a customer? Yes, uh, th that is uh, absolutely true as well. I mean, it of course, it depends what kind of loyalty program we're talking about. The uh, flight, I mean, uh, trains of flight or, or hotels, or we're talking about uh, grocery stores or whatever. I mean, they, they have different offers, different kinds of, of ways of approaching the, the customers. But uh, of course, I, I still see that a, a company which is good at using information could go quite much longer and still being, being uh, seen as valuable and non-scary. Absolutely, you can do that. But I'm quite sure we will see a couple of companies which really are, don't have respect for that, this situation and they will, they will make a fool of themselves, I think. Mm. 
So thank you very much. It's been nice to have you back for the second season. And uh, we will see more of you in the future, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Architecture Corner and welcome back next week. <laughs>